In Thomas Mann's Magic Mountain, a young man named Hans Kastorp arrives at a Swiss sanatorium to visit his tubercular cousin for three weeks. Although Kastorp himself does not have tuberculosis, he somehow ends up staying in that sanatorium for seven years. The plot of The Magic Mountain mirrors the history of its composition. Mann set out to write a short story, but ended up producing a 1,200-page novel. Despite the novel's complexity, its central question is very simple. How does someone who doesn't actually have tuberculosis end up spending seven years at a tuberculosis sanatorium? I often ask myself a similar question. How does someone with no real academic aspirations end up spending seven years in suburban California studying the form of the Russian novel? In The Magic Mountain, it all happens because of love. While visiting his cousin, Kastorp becomes infatuated with another patient, the estranged wife of a Russian officer. Her high cheekbones and her gray-blue, Kyrgyz-shaped eyes recall to him a childhood fascination with Slavicness, specifically with an idolized older boy at school from whom the hero once, in the happiest moment of his life, borrowed a pencil. The Russian lady's eyes, in particular, amazingly and frighteningly resemble those of this schoolboy. Indeed, Mann amends, resembled was not the right word. They were the same eyes. Under their mesmerizing influence, Kostorp is seized by a passion to learn about samovars, Cossacks, and the Russian language, colorfully characterized by Mann as the muddy, barbaric, boneless tongue from the East. One afternoon, Kastorp attends a lecture titled Love as a Pathogenic Force, in which the sanatorium psychoanalyst diagnoses his entire audience as so many victims of love. Symptoms of disease are nothing but a disguised manifestation of the power of love, and all disease is only love transformed. Kastorp recognizes the truth of this lecture. He ends up so terribly in love with the married Russian woman that he develops a fever and appears to have a damp spot on one of his lungs. This real or imagined damp spot, combined with the hope of glimpsing his beloved at mealtimes, is what keeps him on the magic mountain. Of course, there are many differences between my story and that of Hans Kostorp, but there are also similarities. The seven years I ended up spending in the Stanford Comparative Literature Department were also a matter of love and fascination with Russianness. This love was also prefigured during my school days by a chance encounter with a Russian person and developed in an institutional setting. The first Russian person I ever met was my teacher at the Manhattan School of Music, where I studied the violin on Saturdays. Maxim wore black turtlenecks played a mellow-toned, orange-colored violin, and produced an impression of being deeply absorbed by considerations and calculations beyond the normal range of human cognition. Toward the end of one lesson, for example, he told me that he had to leave ten minutes early, and then proceeded to spend the entire ten minutes unraveling the tortuous logic of how his early departure wasn't actually depriving me of any violin instruction. Tell me a leaf, he shouted, 
having worked himself up to an almost amazing degree. When you buy a dress, do you buy the dress that is the most beautiful or the dress that is made with the most cloth? Another time, Maxim instructed me to listen to a particular Soviet recording of the Mozart Violin Concerti. Sitting in a wooden library carol, I listened to all five concerti in a row, a fluid, elegant performance, with passages of singing intensity through which one seemed to glimpse the whole cosmic pathos of Mozart's life on earth. But as I listened, I found myself distracted by the CD case, by the slightly blurred three-quarters photograph of the soloist who looked literally indistinguishable from my violin teacher. The stiff posture, the downturned mouth, the intent and melancholy eyebrows, everything was the same. His name was even Maxim, although he had a different surname, 